this week's episode is dedicated to black girls and black women. Only. Full stop. Here's a poem, sisters. From black girls to black women, we turned boredom into extended high fives paired with songs and tempos that Mary macked, macked, macked our freshly hot combed hair back to its natural kinky. We double-dutched our way into being the greatest that sport has ever seen, berated our way into high fashion, and friendship braceleted our way into six-figure incomes and entrepreneurship. More than magic, we, we sis, are magicians, natural-born creatives, curators, mixed with softness, power, style, and grace, from black girls to black women who've reached back to squeeze our younger selves tight as her little hand lifts our chins to say, I'm so proud of you, proud that you no longer equate love with pain. I am proud that you wear forgiveness like a badge of honor, proud that you've learned to bury your feet in nature whenever stress calls, proud that you took the time to see your mother and father, to transcend your childhood trauma and eradicate that house that wanted all that toxicity to stay in it from black girls to black women, turning pain to poetry, taking the world by storm, mixing it with a hurricane it is yet to repair from. And this, well, this is merely us and our inception. Rather we want to accept it or not, we have all been brought here to be used in some capacity. We are all seeds, we are roots, we are plants, we are water, and we are sunshine. And it is the hues of our thoughts and voices which make us each unique. So it's imperative that we get out our heads, move beyond self-doubt, fear, our shadows, and shine. This, my good people, is the Deeper Than Roots podcast. I am your host, Ra. Welcome to my audio garden. Peace, 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 peace. What's going on? I hope all is well. Um, a few things. I am centering black women in this episode only. That means this conversation is for us to sh- share stories. It is for us to hear each other out. It is for us to uplift each other. It is for us to see one another. If you are not a black woman, you can listen. You can keep your ears open. Matter of fact, I recommend. However, keep your mouth the fuck shut and your fingers out the comment section. Thank you so much. Um, (laughs) I've got Maya Angelou to the left of me. I've got Oshun to the right of me. I am dripped in a couple of crystals. I have on fluorite um, wrapped in copper. I have on selenite also wrapped in copper. My jeweler be dope. They are at underscore beautiful weirdos on Instagram. Please check them out. Shop, 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 and shop. Because I'm out here, draped up and dripped out. Know what I'm talking about, draped up. Okay. (laughs) 
with that being said, we are going to move right into the conversation of today. If you have been following on Instagram, I first of all, I want to say thank you for joining in as, um, I asked some questions and just tried to pull some information just to hear what black women had to say about this experience, because I think that it's imperative that we talk about it and begin the process of healing from it. And that starts with acknowledgement. So, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know that sometimes it's not easy to share our stories, um, to dig up that pain and have to begin the process of moving through it. But I am here to support you as you navigate it. And I know you're here to support me. And that's the beautiful thing about environments like this. You find community, period. So I'm not a big fan of television, you guys. I removed the television from my bedroom, hardly watch what's on in the living room. And I was my happiest when I had no television in my home at all. Um, and I did go on this like two year hiatus from television where it just did not exist in my space. At that time, I was just a single mother. I introduced my daughter to a lot of books. Our li- the our community library was our favorite thing to do. And I promise you, it was like one of the happiest times of our existence. Um, point. I recently caught wind of a love and hip hop episode that targeted the brilliant Sheila Marie and her curly curvy community. So people were upset that she made it clear she'd be making sacred space for black women and centering our healing only. And when I say people, I mean, non-black women of color, black women of a more fair hue and mixed race women. Princess girl, please. Ugh. I'm also sure some white feminist rests somewhere in full-on Karen spirit calling the police in an entitled rage over this episode, but <laughs> that's for another episode at another time. This, good people, though, is why allyship is so hard to trust to me. It's why colorism needs to be discussed, and it is why the strong black woman trope needs to be entirely eradicated in my opinion, in my strong opinion too. So I find it fascinating that around every corner, there is someone asking the black woman to stay strong. There is someone who sees our shoulders being weighed down yet looking for the smallest spot to apply more pressure. I believe firmly (laughs) if the neck being targeted when you hear the phrase it's foot on their neck season were a group of people it would be black women. And these unpedicured, peeling, dusty ass feet would belong to white women, white men, black men, the healthcare system, colorist. You see where I'm going here. Now, full stop, because this is not a conversation to be divisive, but objectivity must go on, period. We are the most essential pieces on the chessboard. But somehow the world has forgotten that you must protect the queen, ourselves included at time. The strong black woman trope was birthed eons ago. It has been seen and filmed for decades as far back as the Mammy character played by the late Hattie McDaniel. You see it recently in film like Black Panther. 
And why is seeing women in a black women specifically in a supernatural lens problematic? Well, one word, dehumanization. Uh, a few more words, mental health issues, systemic oppression, violence. It's why we are always subjected to a crisis within a crisis, such as facing the pandemic. And if you are pregnant and are, or are pregnant, being three times more likely to die from pregnancy related issues than our white counterparts. It is why we are side-eyed when we say we are tired or exhausted and in protest for so-called women's rights. It is why our plights are never heard. We are the strong friends never checked on because it's assumed that we better be fine. While constructing this episode, I took to Instagram to hear what black women had to say. I was excited by the diversity that showed up in response. I heard how this trope has been exhausting. Um, I heard about how it places us in a state of emotional detachment. So we lack emotional intelligence due to it. And even how there are women who have never allowed this trope to be something that they embodied. And that y'all made me so, so happy. Cishet women, mass presenting women, femme women, all with their own tales about navigating this myth, this false identity. For those of us like myself, who have yet to free ourselves from this false belief system that we have to be super strong and nothing else. Let's start with acknowledgement and acknowledging where it shows up in our lives. Is it motherhood? Is it in your career? Is it in your academic workload? Maybe it's in the everyday language that you use. Is it expressed in how you show up to be a container for those that you love? Is it a combination of it all? For me, it definitely shows up in who I am as a mother. I have to acknowledge that at one point in this journey of parenthood, I misled my daughter and I taught her wrong when it came to feelings um, through action by never allowing my daughter to see me cry, by never allowing my daughter to see me sad, by never allowing my daughter to see me navigate these very natural human emotions, <clears throat> I created this idea in her that she couldn't have these feelings, that she couldn't have these experiences, and furthermore, that she couldn't come to me when she was experiencing any of them. This is something that still to this day, pulls at my heartstrings because I stole for a moment her innocence, her growth, her self-expression, her autonomy, her ability to gain intellectual insight on her emotions and the information that they were trying to relay to her. So it was imperative that after my daughter had had a conversation with me where she just randomly expressed, mommy, I've never seen you cry that I sat with that and was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I'm doing this all wrong. That is not normal. Why am I hiding my feelings and my emotions from my daughter? Because I think that, or I thought that, that that was empowerment, that her never seeing me broken 
would teach her how to be strong. But why is the only thing my daughter needs to know or why is the only thing I thought it was important for my daughter to know was to be strong? Why can't she be soft too? Why can't I be soft too? You understand? Like this, this, this is a very layered thing. And so I had to begin the process of, of releasing that within myself and circling back and having conversations with my daughter about why and how I was wrong and being apologetic, telling my daughter, I am sorry is a super, super, super power in itself. And one that I recommend apologize to your children when you've done something wrong or you made a mistake. So after discovering where it rests within yourselves, I advise you to allow that to be a moment for shadow work. It's fall season. This is the perfect time for acknowledging and releasing. Surrender to the emotions that come up when you begin to process the strong black woman trope and let those emotions have their moment to educate you on that, those experiences and those whys. Breathe through it. Set fire to it. I think this is a perfect time to discuss the power of purge, purging through journaling, mirror work, dancing, or by whatever your favorite form of transmutation is. And allowing that to be something that you begin to do again on a weekly, if you can't start daily, at least once or twice a week basis. Um, it's ritual season, y'all. Like, what? Let's get into it. So as a community of Black women who show up with all of our differences, I think it's imperative that we begin to honor spaces that are specifically carved out for us and our healing only. We have to stop being so inviting that takes away from what we came to do for ourselves. I want to extend an opportunity to continue this conversation in another episode. So if you're interested in that, please let me know because y'all know I haven't figured out how to make these episodes as long as I would like them to be. So I am definitely willing to do a part two and gather more information. So just let me know on at the deeper than roots podcast on Instagram. Um, and we can build from there. There's so much more to say here. There's so many layers to unpack and I would love to hear what you all have to say. I would love to be a part of your healing process, your daughter's healing process, your family's healing process. And I would love for you all to wrap your arms around me in spirit and be a part of mine. Until next time, I am your host, Rob.